welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We hope this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. So I want you to turn to John chapter 13. That weekend we just had was quite a weekend, wasn't it? The youth weekend was, was amazing. Saw the videos. Uh, myself and Wilma saw it from Trilly. We took off for Kerry. All four of our kids were at the youth weekend. We really missed them while we were walking the beach in, in Trilly. Um, but they had, a, they had a great time at the, at the youth weekend. Um, and we had a great service here Sunday morning. Wasn't it lovely just to have the, the testimonies hear what, what God has been doing in, in people's lives, and then people responding to the gospel and, and getting saved. Um, wonderful, wonderful. And then, then Sunday evening, we had our connect groups, and I had a great time up in Mallow, up in Terence and, and Christine's house. Uh, food was great. The fellowship was great. Um, we, we, had, we had a crash and everything going there. I was, I was on crash for half the time, you know, with the guitar entertaining the kids. But we, we had a lovely, lovely time of fellowship. So God is good to us. Have you noticed? God is so good. Let, let's read John chapter 13, starting in verse 1. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. He's talking about his disciples there. Verse 2, the evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean and you're clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him. And that's why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you'll be blessed if you do them. Lord God, Lord, thank you, Lord, for your, your word, O oh God. And Lord, thank you, Lord, for this last weekend, O oh God. And thank you, Lord, for 
Lord, the abundance of blessing, Lord, Lord, that you're pouring into our lives. Lord, we have Lord, we had prayed about last weekend, Lord, and you answered, Lord, and you blessed, oh God. And so we thank you, Jesus. And we thank you, oh God, that you have, Lord, been moving amongst us, oh God. You've been, Lord, ministering to us, Jesus, Lord. We have, Lord, Lord, been so richly, Lord, blessed, oh God. Lord, you're providing for us, oh God. And Lord, tonight, Lord, I ask, oh God, would you provide for us again, Lord? Lord, provide for us from your word, oh God. Lord, nourish us again. Challenge us again. Lord, encourage us again, oh God, from your word. Lord, give us ears to hear what you're saying, Lord. Minds to absorb it, Lord. Hearts that will receive it, oh God. Oh, Lord, just, Lord, help us, Lord, to understand what you're saying, oh God. And help me to speak, Lord, in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. My, my title tonight is taking the towel. Now, when I was doing youth ministry, I uh, had a young man, and he was out of the country, he came back in, and we were doing a youth weekend, and he rang me, and he said, do I need to bring anything to the weekend? I said, well, you need a toothbrush, you need plenty of deodorant, and you need a towel. A towel? What do I need a towel for? I said, a towel. You need to bring a towel to the weekend. A towel? What do I need a towel for? And he couldn't understand. So, so let me just set the record straight. Now, I'm talking about a thing that you dry yourself with, okay, just in case any of you are confused by my accent. Uh, Taking the towel, not a towel. <laughs> this, this Sunday is going to be Palm Sunday. And then the following weekend is, is Easter weekend, where we traditionally celebrate the, the death and, and the resurrection of Jesus. And we, we know the dates aren't accurate, but we're happy to celebrate anyway, because we celebrate the death and resurrection every weekend. Uh, but we, we join with, with tradition and, and, and celebrate it in a special way. And uh, so... So this event that, that we're reading now from John chapter 13, this is, this is in the lead up to their Easter weekend where, where Jesus was going to die, um, the Passover feast. And in, in verse 1 of what we read, we see that uh, the Passover was, was just about to begin. And I think the significance of, of the Passover feast, the Passover lamb, and Jesus being the true Passover is, is, is a great thought to explore. If, if you want something to look into over the next while between now and Easter, you should look into that. Um, and Jesus, of course, is the real Passover lamb. He is, he's going to be sacrificed uh, to save mankind from their sin. So, so we're in now the end stages of, of Jesus' earthly ministry. He's about to go to the cross. And so what he's teaching now is very, very important. He's kind of bringing lessons and, and things that he's been trying to get across to the disciples. He's bringing them to a head and he's trying to make sure they understand and, and get the point and, and understand some things that, that he wants to teach them. They haven't yet received the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit hasn't been sent. The day of Pentecost hasn't happened, so they are, they're good Jews, you know, they're, 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 they're following Jesus as Jews. So they haven't yet got power, okay, there's another northern word, okay, just, 
just to bring you up in your education. Power is power, okay? Like tile is towel, okay? Just for those of you that needed help with that. But the Holy Spirit hasn't been given, so, so the, the disciples don't yet have power to really understand and, and live out these things uh, that Jesus has been teaching them. But nevertheless, he's bringing them on this, on this journey. And so, so Jesus knows that he's, he's going to go to the cross. And he, he knows this incredible time of, of suffering and, and pain is, is coming up. And I think if it was me, I would run. I would get the next boat to Tarsus, <laughs> like, like Jonah. Or like I would be out of there, run down to Joppa and get out of there. But, but Jesus... Jesus is about his, his Father's purpose, and, and he set his will in a direction. And so he is going to teach this lesson to the disciples. Rather than panicking about what's coming up and, and trying to figure out how, how, how to deal with all the, the, the stuff that's about to happen, he, he's focused on his disciples. He's focused on the people that, that, are, that are with him. And he says, it says that he's going to show them his love. That's amazing. Here they are, and, and they start into, into this Passover supper. And all the disciples were there, and it, it tells us this, that they were all there, including Judas. And Judas already had his plan in motion. Judas was already a betrayer. Judas was already uh, connected with, with, with the, the scribes and the Pharisees. The plan was in play. The snake was in the garden. The snake was about to bite the heel of Jesus. But of course we know Jesus was going was to crush his head. And the betrayer is there. Judas is amongst them. And he's going to participate in this demonstration of love. In verse 3, it says something very interesting. It says that Jesus knew some things. It takes us into sort of a, like a, a preparation for this lesson that Jesus is about to teach. He, he's about to, he's about to, to wash your feet as, as we've read. But in as, 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 as John, who's writing this, is lining up to tell us this, he, tell, he, he says this strange thing, that, that Jesus knew some things. Now that is strange because Jesus is God. <laughs> so, so I would imagine Jesus knew a lot of things. Of course he did. Jesus knew a lot of things about a lot of things. But John tells us that Jesus knew some things. And he points out three particular areas. He says, first, that, that Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power. Jesus knew that. So there's a sense of, of security in Jesus. He, he, he can draw on this. He knows 
Things are not out of control here. There's a plan. There's somebody in authority. There's somebody keeping order here. And while, you know, the devil's allowed to do certain things and people have, a, have free will within limits, God is in control, brothers and sisters. God is in control. There was a second thing that, that Jesus knew. He knew that he had come from God. He knew his identity, brothers and sisters. He knew who he was. He knew that he belonged. And there's a third thing that the scriptures tell us that Jesus knew, and that was he was returning to God. He was going back again. He knew that this life on earth was going to end for him, and he was going to go back to the Father. He would die, rise again. The, the lies would end. Having to put up with the hypocrisy of, of the scribes and the Pharisees, that, that was all going to end. He was going to go back to heaven. He was going to step back into glory and take back the glory that he had set aside while he came to earth. He had eternity stretching out ahead of him. And he also knew that he was going to bring many sons to glory. He knew, he knew that we would, we, would, we would be there, brothers and sisters. He knew he was going back. And there was a multitude going to step into eternity because of what he was about to do. And as we go, as we approach this lesson, brothers and sisters, of, of washing feet, I'm going to suggest tonight that in the same way that, that Jesus knew some things, that if we're going to successfully wash feet, what a career to have, huh? washing feet. <laughs> if we're going to be successful in our career of washing feet, then there are some things that we need to know. There's some things that need to be deeply embedded in our hearts. We need to take note of, of some of these things that consumed Jesus' thinking. This, this idea of, of washing feet, this idea of serving others, is not easy. It's challenging. And so there needs to be a foundation, a foundation of truth, a foundation of things that we are convinced of if we're going to do this, if we're going to be successful in it. I'm going to challenge straight away two wrong thinkings that there can be, that we can have. One is that I'm too important for the career of washing feet. I'm above that. That is a wrong thinking. Jesus washed feet. The second thinking that's also wrong is I'm not worth anything, so I'll just wash feet. That's also a wrong thinking, brothers and sisters. Jesus knew some things. 
He knew where he came from. He knew who he was. He knew his value and he knew where he was going. And because of that, he was able to move into washing feet. And brothers and sisters, there are some things that we need to know if we're going to wash feet. Jesus, like Jesus knew that he was going to have authority and that God, or he did have authority and God had put all things under his power. We need to know that, brothers and sisters, that Jesus has all things under his power. You know, that if, if we're going to take the humble road, if we're going to allow ourselves to, to do things that, that don't further or benefit us, then we've got to know that there's somebody in authority who's in charge of all this. Somebody who's looking after everything. My master, my Jesus is in charge, brothers and sisters. He is in control of our circumstances, of our details, of our successes and failures, of the doors that open, of the doors that close. He is in control, brothers and sisters, and we can draw comfort tonight and, and build it as a, as a foundation in our lives. It's one of the things that Jesus said. He knew that everything was under his power. It's a comfort for us. My Jesus, my Jesus who loves me, my Jesus who knows me, who knows the intimate things about my life, who also happens to love me like no other. He died for me. That, that Jesus is in control. That Jesus has power. And he's in charge. There's another thing we need to know as we, as we build the foundation and that is where we came from. Jesus knew where he came from. Where did we come from? Well, we were sinners. We were rebels. We were against God. We rejected God. We chose our own path as, as an entire human race, as individuals. We chose sin. We chose selfishness. We chose to, to run after pleasures instead of, instead of wanting to honor God with our lives. We chose that. Where did we come from? That's where, that's where we came from. But Jesus came and stepped into our lives and plucked us out and took us from that place. This is, this is where we have, we have come from, from sin and rebellion against God. And he has plucked us out and put us in a different place. Hallelujah. That's where we have come from. And we need to know that. We need to be fully convinced of that. Sometimes we can forget where we've come from. And then a sense of entitlement can come in. And that, that, will, that, that, entitlement, that entitlement will resist serving others, brothers and sisters. But when we know where we've come from and the value then that he puts on us, when we know that it cost him his life, it cost the cross, then, brothers and sisters, we know that we have value to God. Hallelujah. The third thing Jesus knew is where he was going. That's really important. 
It's really important that we live with that awareness of where we are going. And we live for that time. We live, we invest this life now for that future that's up ahead of all of us. We know where we're going. And we need to be reminded, don't we? You know, because if you're like me, I, I, I start to live for today and, and tomorrow and I start to live for the weekend and I start to live for the next time I can go fishing and I can start, I, I, can, I can live for the holiday, I can live. But we need to live not for the things of this world, but we live for the next one. And so we invest. That's going to be wonderful. I don't know if there's fishing up there. <laughs> but it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be better than fishing. <laughs> or boating. Or whatever you want. Tennis, Andy. It's going to be better. I'm going to beat you in tennis in heaven. <laughs> it's going to be great. But, but we're, going to, we're going to have an amazing time there, brothers and sisters. That's where the reward is. We, we do receive blessings here. We, we receive provisions. We receive good things from the hand of God. And He is so kind to us. But it's not our reward. Our reward is, is coming. It's there. Brothers and sisters, look forward to that. Look forward to that. Don't, don't be deceived with, with getting caught up with the here and now. It's not the next fishing trip. I'll bring somebody fishing. It's great. Like, but, but that's not the reward. Hallelujah. No more tears up there and no more suffering. No more rejection. It's going to be amazing. And if, if you find yourself struggling to invest your life for the sake of others, which is, which is worship, brothers and sisters, love your neighbor as yourself, which is like the greatest commandment, it's like it. It's, it's, it's almost the same as worship. It is a form of worship to serve one another, to love one another, to bow the knee and to, and to, to be a help to one another, brothers and sisters. If you're, if you're finding yourself struggling to be a benefit to others, then, then build these things into your lives. Know who's in charge. Know where you've come from and know where you're going. Amen. We, 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 we need to have a sense of direction and purpose in our lives. And so, so, so John takes us on this journey. He tells us these things that Jesus was thinking. And, and so we can learn from that and absorb, absorb some of this thinking into our own lives. In a slightly different way, of course. And then, then there's this, this word that comes. Let, 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 let's just go back and read it for a second because this is important. Okay, so uh, some verse. Verse 3. Jesus knew that the Father put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So, this, this word S-O, 
Now, we're doing some English lessons tonight, okay? So, so here in Cork, you can say, I'm going to the shop, so... And so means full stop. It means let's stop talking. Let's, let's end the sentence right there. I beat Andy at tennis, so... But that's not the proper use of the word so... The, the word so is a conjunction. It means that there is another statement that's coming that depends on the first statement. Okay? So, so. <laughs> so what? So what? And, and this is, this is, this, this word so appears here. John says, so Jesus, knowing, knowing these three things about himself, he, so he knows this, so he got up from the table. Brothers and sisters, Jesus, knowing these things, it, it, he, so he got up. He got up. He set aside the seat of authority that he was sitting in. He, he would have had the, the head position of the table. And he gets up from that and he walks away from it. Like he did from heaven. He set aside his glory in heaven to come to serve mankind, brothers and sisters. And here, this, this is what he has been doing. And here he goes again. He gets up from his seat of authority, his seat at, at the head of this table as the teacher, as the leader, as the Lord. And he gets up, considering equality with God, not something to be grasped. <laughs> he made himself a little lower, brothers and sisters, a little lower than the angels, it tells us. But here, he makes himself a little lower than the disciples, than the other people around him. He stoops down to the lowest position. He's, he kneels down and he, he, he takes off his, his cloak of, of a rabbi, of a teacher. He sets that aside and he wraps the towel. He takes the towel, not the towel, the towel. He takes the towel of service and the position of a servant. And he wraps it around his waist, this tile of love for these men. And he took the position of a servant and he came and he served them. He served these disciples, these brothers. And he began to wash their feet. This was not the most pleasant of things to do. I've had my fair share of youth weekends. Back in the day when showers weren't considered important by young people of that age. And I experienced the smell of feet that would take the wallpaper off. And it's not pleasant. And you can imagine that was a hot climate. 
and they probably wore sandals, so there was all the dust and dirt of the road on these, these feet. These were young men. They, they weren't walking slowly and dignified around the place and trying to keep the dust off their feet. They were probably kicking ball or playing tennis or whatever they did in those days, you know, for a bit of crack while they're, they're walking along the road. And they would have been full of energy and activity. They were, they were mostly teenagers. And so these, these, weren't, these weren't pretty feet. I'm sure that some of them who were fishermen had, had you know, dropped you know, a big baskets, baskets on their toes and their toes were twisted and had kicked off the stones and nails were off and crooked and, and, and this, this was a, a messy and unpleasant thing to do. We think it's all very sanitized and it was sweat mixed with dirt. And here he's, he kneels down and he starts to wash their feet. The hands, the hands that flung stars into space, the hands that laid hands on the sick and healed them, that laid hands on the lepers and made them clean. The blind opened the blinded eyes. These tender yet calloused hands now wash feet. These hands that, that, that have been used to, to bring so much healing and deliverance and wholeness and blessing now wash feet. These hands that were about to be nailed to a cross, brothers and sisters, on behalf of these men, now washes their feet. Brothers and sisters, Judas was there as well. And these hands washed Judas's feet. He knew that Judas was going to betray him. And he washed his feet as gently and as tenderly as all of the rest of the disciples. And that's a challenge to us. It's a challenge to us because, brothers and sisters, we don't get to choose to help and serve the ones who won't betray us, who won't let us down, who won't hurt us. We, we and if we're going to follow Jesus and his example, we're going to have to wash the feet of people. You know, it's a picture we're going to have to serve people who will hurt us, who will reject us, who will be hypocrites, who steal from us due to stole money, who will be working against us. And that this is the example that Jesus gives. And sometimes we will do that. And we will have to do that. And there will be grace for that. But this is why we need to have this foundation in our lives. This is why we have to know who's in control. We have to know where we've come from and know where we're going, brothers and sisters. It's really important 
because otherwise you will never serve somebody who's going to betray you. You couldn't. And Jesus does it. He gets on his knees and he washes Judas's feet. And Judas was about to strike him and wound him and betray him. Jesus knew what he was doing and he presses into this. And Jesus knew it, but he was also washing the feet of the disciples, the feet that would bring good news to Jerusalem and around the world. Hallelujah. And brothers and sisters, we are called to follow Jesus in this example. And it's, it costs something. Maybe tonight, we'll pause here for, for a little second and have you served somebody who's betrayed you and it's caused you to take the tile off, the tile of love off and you've withdrawn, you've got up from the position of serving and you've withdrawn and you've stepped back from it. You felt wounded, felt betrayed, felt hurt. Have you taken off the tile to try and protect yourself? It doesn't work anyway. I'm going to encourage you. There's some things you need to bed in your heart. Jesus is in control. He knew. He knew that you would be washing somebody's feet and he's, he's going to bring you to a deeper, deeper level of love. He's going to bring you to a much better place because of it. But don't, don't let it withdraw you. We'll come back to that later on. Peter is watching on. You have to love Peter, don't you? <laughs> He's very, very uncomfortable with this. Very uncomfortable. Very upset that Jesus has got up from his position and is now taking the position of a servant. This is not okay with, G with, with Peter. See, Peter's probably sitting in the next most important position. <laughs> you can imagine Peter rushing in to get the second seat at the table. He's kind of the senior guy. And, and I think he kind, of, he kind of feels that a little bit. He's a little bit older than the rest of them. He was one of the three brought up to the, the, the Mount of Transfiguration. So he, he feels a little, bit, um, a little bit of authority. And so he's rushed in and got seat number two. And he doesn't want to get up from it. So he's very challenged. And he's upset with what, what Jesus is doing. And he, quite, he can't quite get his head around it. And he says, why are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replies, Peter, one day you'll understand. Peter, you don't get it now. One day you'll understand. And of course, Peter can't shut up. Peter keeps going. <laughs> he says, you're not washing my feet. You know, and, and he's just right out there. And Jesus, Jesus says, if I, I don't wash your feet, Peter, you'll have no part with me. 
You see, the issue was pride. Peter, Peter didn't want to let Jesus serve him. That pride, that pride that would stop Peter letting Jesus wash his feet, that pride that would stop, that, that would, would cause a resistance in Jesus would also stop Peter from washing other people's feet. Then Peter goes on. He says, then wash my hands and, and my head as well. Wash the whole lot of me. You know, Peter, he, he just doesn't get it at all. Peter, Jesus is bringing a lesson about serving others. And here he's, he's, on, he's now on baths and all sorts of things. And he, he makes these, these big declarations. But, but listen to what Jesus says to him. Peter, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet wash their feet, their whole body is clean, and you are clean. You are clean. And he, he makes us this lovely statement to Peter. Now we know later on, actually, Jesus says, you're clean because of the words I have spoken. And Jesus has spoken to, to other people and said, your sins are forgiven. And, and, and Peter, Jesus is telling Peter, Peter, you are clean. But there are some things that you're going to need help with. You're going to need others to serve you, and you're going to serve others. It's important that you're part of this. You, and if you're not part of this, you can't be part of me if you're not going to allow others to serve you and you to serve others. But you're clean. And brothers and sisters, tonight, if you're in the place where where other people are serving you, you're not less. You're clean. Your identity is intact. Or if you're serving others, you're clean. We, we're all brought into this place. There was only one who wasn't clean, and that was Judas. And Jesus says that. But the rest of the disciples were declared clean. Hallelujah. And brothers and sisters, tonight we are clean. We are clean because of what he has done, because what he has declared, because of where he has put us. We are washed. We are clean. Hallelujah. Jesus puts on his robe and he sits down and he says, do you understand what I've done for you? Verse 13, you call me teacher and Lord and rightly so for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent them. Love your neighbor as yourself. Can I just challenge us tonight? I'm sure many of us here can say, yeah, I'm, I'm washing feet in this way and that way. There's, we've, we've had a bunch of youth leaders down at a youth weekend washing feet. 
We have kids workers downstairs right now, washing feet. Our worship team tonight washed feet. They came in early, prepared. Sister Katrina comes in here on a Tuesday morning and washes feet by washing this floor. There are people, many of you are washing feet. And I love it. I love it. And Jesus loves it. It's worship unto him it is. It's real worship, brothers and sisters. But is there more we could do? Is there more feet to wash? You know, I know that there's a whole world out there, but I want to challenge those areas of where we have withdrawn, where we have held back out of fear or just wanting to to protect something or, or other. I want to challenge us tonight, brothers and sisters, because if we're going to, if we're going to, to follow Jesus, then, then this is the way he's taken us. This is the way he's taken us. I remember serving in a church in Derry, and the pastor, there, there was a, a roster for making tea on the Sunday morning. And there was a bit of hassle with it. There's a bit of difficulty. We don't have that trouble. We have, we have such a great servant team in the kitchen. But I remember the pastor saying at the church meeting, and just in front of everybody, he just said, look, guys, how are we going to reach the world if we can't make tea? How are we going to reach the world if we can't make tea? And it's so true, brothers and sisters. We have, God has put within every one of us a tile that we can put on, a tile called love. And we can serve one another and be a benefit to one another. And I know there's so much of that already going on, but I want to encourage you in it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And if tonight you've, we're going to pray at the end, if tonight you've been stung, you've been hurt, you lifted the towel, it was misinterpreted, there was a Peter around who said the most stupid things to you. You know, he just didn't catch it. Or a Judas who betrayed you. Or it wasn't recognized. Somebody missed it. Somebody's not seeing what's going on, not, not seeing what you're doing. If, if that's you, then we're, we're going to pray in a little while. And it's time, to, it's time to take the towel again, brothers, brothers and sisters, and wash feet again and be a blessing. What the Feet Cork team do, it's washing feet, brothers and sisters. It's washing feet. And it's just taking on the image of Jesus. When we were planting the church in Letterkenny, we, we were doing a lot of prayer, a lot of evangelism, and reaching out. And there were these two guys that, that became Christians. Well, they came in first, and, and before they were Christians, they were just coming in. But they were both thieves, and everybody knew it. The whole, whole of Letterkenny knew, actually, Aunt Derry. One guy was from Derry, one guy was from Letterkenny. They were thieves. And 
One of the guys would, the guy from Derry, he, he, he would go to washing lines in the morning when he needed clothes. He would just go to the washing lines out on the street, take whatever clothes he needed, and off he went. That was him set up for the day. And I remember because he got caught and we had to go to court and sort of stand for him you know, and try and tell the judge that, it, that he was changing. And the other, guy, the other guy was a thief as well. But he had really smelly feet. And I remember driving him around and it was a, it was a, there was a, an awful, awful stench from the feet. And we were struggling with it. It was, it was a real struggle, you know, because when you're in an enclosed space in a car, because in Donegal you have to drive everywhere. And it was really difficult. I was choking. And we were all struggling with it. My dad took him aside quietly. He got a basin and water and he washed his feet. And he gave him socks and shoes. And this guy, a young guy, was going around with an old man's shoes. But he was so proud of them and it meant so much to him. And the young man became a Christian, and then he, he backslid, and then he got beat up, and he got a hammer taken to his head, and he had mental difficulties, but he, became, he came back to the Lord again, and he still walks with the Lord. And we don't know, brothers and sisters, you could have said, you know, when he had backslid, what was the point of that? You know what? We wash feet and we do it unto the Lord, brothers and sisters. We do it unto the Lord and we leave it with Him. God, I've, I've, see, if we're doing it unto others, then that's where the problems get in. If I'm doing it because I'm hoping that they'll be my best friend or you know, they'll give something back or at least they'll go on with the Lord, I, I, we, can't, we can't do it like that. We've got to do it unto Jesus. I'm giving this to you, Jesus. I'm wrapping this towel. I'm going to serve my brother or sister or this, this person who's not a Christian yet. I'm doing it unto you, Jesus. I'm doing it unto you and I'm leaving it with you. That's the way we have to do it. And we don't know what the results will be, but we do know what the reward will be. That passage finished with this. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. You'll be blessed if you do them. We're going into blessing, brothers and sisters. I know we are because I, there's so much feet washing going on. I've had my feet washed by many of you. You've been kind. And I know what's going on one to another. We have teams up there in the studio tonight washing our feet and the feet of people online. There's so much feet washing going on and there's so much blessing coming because of it. There is. There is. And we need to be encouraged, you know, and we need to multiply. God, help us to, to get bigger towels of love that we can wash more feet and see more people blessed 
and one. More worship unto God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Will we stand and we'll pray together tonight? Lord God, Lord God, we come to you, O God, and I thank you, O God, for, oh Lord, setting aside, Lord, your glory, O God. Lord, did you, oh Lord, took up the towel, Lord, when you were in heaven, O God, you took up the towel, Jesus, Lord, and you stepped, Lord, out of glory, O God. Oh, Lord, stepped into the human race, Lord, to serve us, O oh God. Lord, to love us, O oh God. Lord, to stoop down, Lord, and become, oh, Lord, Lord, almost less in us, O oh God, that you could, you became a servant, Lord, to us all, Jesus. Lord, you have served us all, O oh God. As you went to that cross, Lord, oh, Lord, you didn't look for your own needs, Lord, but you looked to our needs, O oh God. You looked to our needs, Jesus. And Lord, you stepped down and you, you washed the disciples' feet, O oh God. Oh, Lord, and you set the example, oh, God. Oh, Father, Lord, and you've given us your spirit, Jesus, Lord. You've given us your strength, oh, God. You've given us an identity, oh, God. You've given us a glorious future, Jesus. You've given us heaven, oh, God. Oh, Lord, and we will enjoy it, oh, God. We will love it, Lord. We will see Tony again, oh, God. Oh, Lord, and John Patrick, Lord, and those who have gone ahead, Lord, and Lord Moses, Lord, and oh, Father, Lord, we will see them all, oh, God. Lord, and we will rejoice Lord, we will rejoice and we will celebrate, oh God. Lord, but now, Lord, would you help us, Lord, to wash feet, oh God. Would you help us, Lord, to love one another. Lord, help us, Lord, to, to, to not allow, Lord, the discouragements, Lord, to, Lord to, to cause us, Lord, to drop the towel, oh God. Father, Lord, we choose, Lord, tonight, Lord, a towel, Jesus. A towel, oh God. A towel of love, Lord. Lord, bless us, Lord. Help us, Lord. And, and, and as we do it, Lord, we know, Lord, you will bless us, oh God, uh, as we continue with this, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for tonight, oh God. Would you bless us, Lord, as we fellowship together, Lord. Lord, and help us, Lord, to keep encouraging one another, oh God. Thank you, Lord, for this church, oh God. Thank you, Lord, for this body, oh God. Thank you, Lord, for each other, oh God. Lord, thank you, Lord, for the joy, Lord. Lord, even, Lord, of, of last weekend, oh God, all these good things, Lord, that you're doing in us and amongst us, oh God. Lord, thank you, Lord, for Feed Cork today, Lord. Lord, 85 people, Lord, something like that, Lord, fed, Lord, Lord, and talked to, Lord, and encouraged, oh God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We love you tonight, Jesus. Lord, be exalted as we part. Be exalted this week in our lives. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you, brothers and sisters. Have a good week. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions at all, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website www.corkchurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in and see you next time. God bless.